already talked about my kids, my sport. I just go with the career. So a lot of times people when I say I do marketing, mm-hmm. they automatically think that marketers are like the the salespeople. We automatically know how to put things out and all of that. We do not do that. <laughs> we do not know that. So without us sitting down with you and finding out what your goals are for your business, who you're trying to reach, and what type of message you're wanting to get out, if we don't have that, we cannot create a marketing plan for you that's going to work. And then a lot of times people also think that marketing is responsible for sales. We're not. It's to get the attention. It's that tap on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you get sales based off of what you do next. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have that confused sometimes. So it's like, don't necessarily do all that. Yeah. Like, well, I, I can't put this together and then just make it like be beautiful without knowing. Like, I can't design something blindly. Welcome to Underdog Talk. I'm your host, Eric Jones Jr., and I have conversations with successful underdogs. And today is no different than any other day. I have Shanika. How you say your last, pronounce your last name? Abram. Abram. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's been a long time. I ain't, I don't think I saw you since like we was real like in our twenties. Yeah, in college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, before we get into today's conversation, uh, a fun fact. Okay, so fun facts about me is I watch Doctor Pimple Popper. <laughs> Who and what is that? So it's where they um they do the extractions on people's face and pop the pimples. Yeah, it's weird. I don't like looking at gory stuff, but I watch it. I'm like, Ugh. listen, I just popped a pimple <laughs> today, and I was just like, Ugh, I don't know. And you watched, oh, okay. Yeah, it's a it's a guilty pleasure. I don't know if I said this one before, but I watch. I might have, but I watch Battle Rap. Um, I, I still watch it. I've been watching it since Meek Mills had the uh, nappy braids. Oh, yeah. And I still watch it. I still kind of know some of the veterans. I don't know some of these new people, but it's just something, a pleasure that I like to watch sometimes. Uh, it kind of helped me, like, when I speak, like, listening to them and how they set stuff up. Yep. Yeah. So, um, how has life been since college days for you? Well, um, life's been good. Um, you know, it's Ooh, some years ago. Yeah. <laughs> At least about, what's this, 2024? About, yeah. About 10 or more. It's been about, uh, more it's than 10. Yeah. We, we ain't going to say that. We're going to keep it at 10 because we ain't going to sound like we're right, old. Right, right. We're going to sound like we're old. But, so I have children now. So I have, then if I tell their ages now, I'm telling how old we are. But I'm saving them. So I have an 18 year old son. I have a 14 year old son and a 13 year old daughter. So I have. 18 year old daughter and a nine year old son. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we got some, some grown kids. You got you got a grown kid. Is it in college? Yes. Yeah. Oh, mine too. Um, I just like my daughter, like you know, as they get older and they're comfortable talking, like she had like she used cuss words in a conversation. Oh. And I was like, I had to look like this, and I'm like, who, who is you talking to? And, you know, she and me, it was, oh, my bad. But it's just, like, being a grown, I mean, a parent to a grown child is, like, a little different because they're a little sassy. It, yeah, yeah, it is different. And, and they, they, they can talk to you. Yeah, or they just, you know, they think they're grown. But they are so, not 
little children anymore, yeah. and they're coming into their own. But I had that same thing with my oldest son. He had me and be like, my bad. I'm like, I don't care how old you are. You cannot cuss around me. Like, now, when she get grown, like grown, grown, maybe like 20-something, because that's when I st- I mean, I've always cussed. I just never cussed in front of my mom until I became grown, because I was like, this is just me. Mm-hmm. It ain't like I'm being derogatory in that fashion or being disrespectful to her. It's just I use four-letter words sometimes, and it's like, if I can't be myself around my mama, who else can I be myself around? Yeah. So I'm a little different with that, but yeah, I was just in shock. Like, who, who was you talking to? You must have bumped your head. And I really didn't go in because she was braiding somebody hair. So I was like, <laughs> I'm going to just let it slide a little bit because I didn't want to do that. Yeah. But, yeah. but so you got 13. So my son ain't about to be 10. Okay. Um, he kind of grown. He think he grown. Yeah. So which are your sons, right? Um, how was it with girls? Because he kind of think he macaroni Tony. Yeah. So for me, I'm like the overprotective mom. So it's like, they started, you know, my oldest son, he started liking girls early. Started liking girls early. Mm-hmm. And so he, he your girlfriend, and he liked girls. I was just trying to be the, you know, the, not the mean mom. It's like, no, you can't, you know, have a little girlfriend or whatever. I'm just like, all right, you know, you like girls, talk to them on the phone, you know. They were in the age where we weren't, so they yeah. had cell phones early, so yeah. texting yeah. and calling or whatever. So I kind of just laid out the ground rules as yeah. far as, you know, what to do, what not to do, and things like that. And, you know, he pretty much knew how to treat women and all yeah. that good stuff, but it was like that first heartbreak. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. <sighs> like, yeah. You know, and like, I remember it as being a uh, young dude. I think my son had his first little heartbreak last year. Third grade. He'd been hot. And it's like he got the juice. I can't be mad at him because he just the girls like him. But it's like don't focus on them. Like it's hard to tell him not to because he's only nine. He like uh what else I'm supposed to do? School? He don't really he school. He like he like it. He get his work done, but he's more like he want to go and chat and all that. And it's like just don't talk to everybody in your class, bro. Like don't do that because in second grade the teacher called one day and said he was a distraction because he had all the girls. And one little girl tried to kiss him. Well, and he was like, nah, I ain't kissing you. And she got the crying and hollering and oh, stuff. Man. It's like, yeah. Like, I don't know. I was just wondering from a different parent yeah. perspective. I, his mom teaches him how to be a gentleman. I think I teach him the game. Because you gotta, you got to teach your son or your daughter the game. Because if you don't, they're going to go out there and... Somebody's going to run out for Because the world we live in these days, oh, the scammers and the technology and all that. Anyways, let's get into... What you do, or uh, or no? Before you became an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. what was life like, and what were you doing? So what life was like is I was doing the same thing I'm doing as, as an entrepreneur, but I was doing it in corporate America. Mm-hmm. Um, the main difference is the limitations that I had on what I was doing. So when I was in corporate America, I was in marketing, I was in IT, I was in project management. Um, business support specialist, all of that stuff already, but it's a different chain of command when you're doing it for a corporation. You got a, a larger team, and then you have levels of approval, different things that you're doing. So um, it was a bit of a, a challenge, I'll say, because you had those restrictions and things like that. But it was something that I like. I didn't like start in like marketing and everything. I started like a customer service. 
and then I got promoted just from helping out and doing stuff. And they're like, oh, well, we need when we over here. Like, let's go over to training. And then from training, it was a, a large amount of responsibility that I had with, like, updating company website and uh, putting training documents on the internet for everybody to look at and review and things like that. And then it was something I enjoyed doing, helped the business grow. So then they're like, okay, well, you're successful in this area. We're going to move you over to this team. And then we're going to move you over to this team. Well, you put in this uh, piece in place, and it helped us grow the business that we gained, like, millions of dollars in sales. So we're going to put you on the sales team. And so it was just like that um, on the heels of two layoffs from corporate America. That's how I ended up actually going into entrepreneurship. So mm-hmm. it's like I started kind of doing it on the side to pay for my kids' sports because my boys, they would play baseball since they were four. Mm-hmm. My daughter, she's in competition cheer. She's in Atlanta, so she's five. So they do travel baseball, break baseball, school baseball, traveling with cheer. Expensive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Expensive. Ooh, wee. Yeah, so I kind of was doing it on the side. And I was just telling people I was working with, like, this is what I'm doing. So, like, some of the people in management, they said, okay, well, I have a friend. You can help them with this, or you can help them in market for this, or you can build their website. That's how I got started. And I was just doing it on the side to pay for a sport. Mm-hmm. And then when the layoffs came, I kept putting, well, I kept saying I was going to go full time anyway. I was going to wait until my oldest son graduated through high school. And then the layoffs came, and so I'm like, I don't know what to do. And my son was like, you're already doing it, just keep doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, uh, I love that because a lot of people sometimes don't realize you're put in position at other jobs to learn how to structure yourself and learn how to do little stuff that you might not know if you just started off being an entrepreneur and not going into corporate America. Because you, you got to see a business run, you got to see numbers and all those different things, so that was very helpful for you. A lot of people don't realize, like, sometimes you are in those jobs. Like, I, um, I'm in the school system. Never in a million years I would have thought I'd be working in the school, none of that. And I've been doing it for seven years, but God put me in a position to learn how to talk to kids, learn structure and all those different things. And sometimes we just go to a job and think it's just a job and we're going to be there forever. But at some point, you could get laid off. You could get fired. COVID could happen or whatever. So you always want to be able to take something from those jobs to be able to maybe start your own business or go to another job. So I love that. So when you were in corporate America, um, how was it being a black woman in corporate America and what you were doing? It was tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was very tough because I was young. Mm-hmm. So with me being young, and then on top of that, like I'm playing boy with a lot of stuff. So yeah. you know, my nails are long, my mm-hmm. hair is long, I wear high heels and things like that. Um, the job that I had when I was a corporate trainer, I was training nurses and doctors. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little bit different dealing with them because they felt like if you hadn't been in school as long as they had, you can't tell them what to do. Mm. Uh, that type of thing. And then with me being young, that's one. Me being a woman, that's two. And then me being black, that's like three. Yeah. Uh, so, and I had like, it was issues where, um, you know, they would sit in my class and they would say, oh, I'm not listening to you. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do this. You know, mm. and I had to have a nice little come to Jesus moment with them and tell them, like, we don't have to like each other, but at the end of the day, I'm here to help you perform better. Mm-hmm. If you were performing well, we wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So if you just listen to what I have to say so that you can do your job better, 
then your boss can get off of your back, then their boss can get off of their back, and the higher-ups can get off of their back. Everybody wins, you know? Yeah. And so it wasn't until I had, like, that talk with them mm-hmm. to where they listened. And then from there, they went from being, like, low performers to top producers in the company. But it was a struggle because they didn't want to listen. Mm-hmm. It was a struggle because they felt like I was a pretty little decoy or I didn't know what I was talking about. So after, you know, we had that and then they went out performing, like some of them came back and apologized to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just like, you know, yeah. but it, it was a lot that I, I faced. And then also um, on the IT side, that's a heavily male dominated area yep. too. Um, and then as well as um, the process improvement and project management. So I also faced the, uh, was I qualified enough to be there type thing or mm. you know we really had a big meeting and everybody's talking and then they come in and they're like oh how was your weekend how was your day what's going on and then when they get to me they're like are you prepared for this meeting mm. and so I'm like okay I've been prepared like that's not a question I feel like you should ask like I'm, I'm here for a reason you know just yeah. like you are you know don't give me that same thing and so I was the one that they they gave me <laughs> They said I uh, I kick ass and ask questions later because it was just for me I was like you know I don't I don't like to let people belittle me mm-hmm. like don't do that yeah so it's, it's a little bit of spitfire so I was gonna be mad because I know that I'm gonna get it and I and I get it often so it's like no you gonna give me my respect or I'm gonna take it yeah I respect you but if you're not gonna give me mine I'm gonna take it from you yeah yeah I love that uh, because like you said it's hard being a woman, a black woman, and you were young, and you coming in super fly, but then they like, who, who, who is this? And I love that you said you had that moment with them because sometimes people don't realize I'm here for a reason. I'm not just here just to be here. And like you told them, like, uh, if you were doing better, I wouldn't have to help you out. So it's your fault that I'm here. And that's good that some of those people came back and apologized. It's kind of like being a black man in the school system. Like it's hard because they don't want you. They want they want you in there, but they don't want you to be that black man. And then it's like, who are you talking to? Like, cause it's like people talk and then they talk to you crazy. Like you said, you're not gonna belittle me ever. Don't talk to me crazy. Don't think you just gonna or go tell on me or stuff like that. Is is kind of similar to what you have being a woman in IT and all that because it's a male dominant school is woman dominant, so it's a difference. But being us and being a black person, it's like, I'm going to win regardless of what you think because I was put here for a reason. So I love that. So um, you do marketing. Yeah. Now, I, I know you got you do other stuff, but I was like, I want to talk about social media marketing and just marketing in general because that's somewhere where I need help, and I'm sure a lot of other people need help when it comes to that. So what, um, what made you like want to stick with the marketing part of that when you started the um the entrepreneurship was it that you were just really good or was it something that you knew uh could help other people both mm-hmm. uh, i'm really good at marketing i developed like once i started you know doing more research on it going to school for it and taking classes and courses and stuff i really like doing it i like building things i also like helping people grow or businesses grow mm-hmm. so that's kind of like the 
end up whammy of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like when I create something or I see it grow and I see it move, where I say, okay, well, you can do this, but if we say this word this way and put it out here like this and get in the mind of the people you want to reach, then it's going to make it better. Mm-hmm. And then, so it's like once you get that result to where, you know, you can take somebody, for instance, I have one client where she started with me, she only had, uh, she helped 60 people. Like right now, we're sitting at a year and that number has like doubled. So it's over like 130 now. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's just like, all right, just from these small tweaks that we've done, like, She's growing. Mm-hmm. So like that's always been my passion. It's like just watching something grow, being a part of watching something grow. So if somebody they don't have a marketing person, they don't have they don't know nothing, they but they, you know, they don't have enough funds to for somebody. What are some things they can do to learn more about marketing? I think a lot of people don't research or like find out how to market better which there's ways and there's certain words like you said certain words certain colors and certain this and that so what are some ways that people can educate themselves without without maybe having to go to school so without going to school i will tell you marketing is something that changes often mm-hmm. so what worked two months ago mm-hmm. is not necessarily working now mm-hmm. so you kind of have to stay up on trends and watch things one but one of the key things that everyone can do as far as marketing their business is to get in the mind of who their customer or their client is. Once you know what their pain points are, then you're providing a solution because that's all the marketing is. It's a tap on the shoulder to say, hey, you got this problem, I got this solution for you. Mm-hmm. So it's being of value to your people. The trends are going to change often, mm-hmm. but as long as you know who your client or your customer is and what their pain point is, when you put out stuff out there to let them know that you're solving that, they're going to gravitate towards it. Um, I think one of the main things with social media marketing, what a lot of people don't understand or they get stuck in their head is they think it has to be this major production or they think they have to use all of these big words and stuff like that. And it's like, you, you don't have to do that because number one, social media is like the microwave. People want to consume it fast. If you start talking for a lot or for a long time, or you got a caption that looks like a book, they're not paying attention to it in no way. Mm. Yeah, that, so that is the gratification. Yeah, that that is true. I've learned that just um, by doing my own graphic designs over the years. Like you'll see somebody else's, or you'll be like, okay, I got this event. Let me put all the information. It's like that's just too much. And it, like you said, you gotta learn. Uh, like the different trends or you got to keep up on it like I've been doing videos right so I just realized in CapCut you can do like templates and make the like just put your videos and it already has it and I was like I've been trying to learn this stuff for the longest and all I got to do is put my videos and edit maybe the part of the video that I want in there and it's like it's simple stuff or Canva like scheduling your um, your post or just having different stuff on there I learned a lot just by self-learning, but then asking questions too. Um, so with social media network, I mean marketing, uh, is it important for a business to have a social media and a lot of followings, or is it you just have to have enough um, enough post or enough stuff to get people's attention? That's a common question. <laughs> so. The main thing that you always want to focus on is, again, providing value. (laughs) 
Uh, a lot of people think that once you have a page, like you should have all of these millions of followers, but I'll just tell it to you like this. You want people that are going to actually need to be there or want to be there mm. versus having a whole lot of followers or you know a big group of people that are following you and they're just sitting there and they're not doing anything. So you want to do the organic thing. So it really goes back to again, you addressing the people's pain points. So it's just mm. that quick tap on the shoulder. And then once you start providing their value, the followers are going to come. Mm. They're, they'll come to the page because they'll see and then it gets pushed out. So it really just depends on how you're putting your content out and how they're responding to it. Because what happens is when someone clicks on your page or you use certain words in your post, then once they stay on, the, on your page longer mm -hmm. or they're tuned into your stuff longer, then that's when the platforms are going to push your stuff out to more people. And then on the flip side of that, as it gets pushed out to more people, the longer they stay on your page. So if you have like, say we're doing this podcast and you got like a snippet and you use like a thumbnail where we look silly or something. Mm -hmm. And somebody looks at it and they're like, oh, that looks interesting. So then they click on it. Mm -hmm. Then from there, they start clicking on other posts that you have. So now they're on the platform longer mm -hmm. on your page. So then what happens is the algorithm is going to pick it up and it's like, okay, you got something good going on. We're going to push this out to more people. Mm. And that's how it gets out there like that. Mm. And so again, like the major thing is just going back to providing value. As long as you do that and then you put the right wording in there to get their attention, that's what's going to grow it. That's what's going to bring the followers. And it takes a long time to, to get that decent following. Yeah. And then like sometimes there are people like you'll get a, you might post something and it might get like five likes. Mm -hmm. It still grows though. Yeah. So it's like I always tell people don't delete it because you don't get the response that you think you're gonna get because months later, your video, your post, it might blow up. Yeah. Like if you pay attention to your analytics, like with the business pages or the ones that have like the creative moments stuff, it'll tell you like if your your this post is reaching more people than than usual or this is doing this and all that. It'll tell you what's going on. And then your analytics are gonna tell you too. Like they'll give you things where it's like, okay, these posts, this is how many posts you put out. This one performed like this. And it'll even tell you, so like on the Facebook with the free analytics that they have, it'll tell you if it's your best performing post or if it's worse. They have best and worst and then they'll give you the little thing in the middle to tell you what's what. And then that'll tell you if you need to do more stuff like that or if you need to tweet it. Yeah, I like one word that uh, stuck out was organic because I think sometimes people want to, the people hit you up like, oh, yeah, if you give me such and such dollars, I can get you this amount of followers and stuff like that. And I was listening to um, Eric Thomas and he was like, <clears throat> sure, I could talk about, you know, other people's business or, um, you know, all the stuff that goes on in social media. But it's like he was like, no, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing to help those that I'm supposed to be helping and I had to learn that for myself because you got so many podcasts out everybody come out with a new one you got these celebrities that got them and you feel like man I I don't know if I'm gonna make it up there it's like nobody knows who I am right now so it's like I can't be like oh well my podcast is just as good as whatever other podcast but these people might have already had a following so what I keep hearing you say is like you got to get like a community of whoever your people are like a tribe and that's how you build a little bit more because they'll share and that's kind of some people don't 
think that they have a community, but you really do when you have a social media. Um, out of all the social medias, what's the number one uh, platform that you think um, people should use the most? Or is it just use what's been working for you? It's based on the business. So I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one is based on the business and what you're doing. And then two, out of all of the platforms, I'll be 100% honest with you, and you probably don't even know this, a Google business account. Mm-hmm. And I say that because you own your Google content. Mm-hmm. With these social media platforms, if they feel like you violated one of their rules, if you get hacked or anything like that, they don't have a lot of stuff in place for you to get your pages back after you've been hacked or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or if they just decide that maybe whatever you posted or somebody might have reported you and said you did something and they're going to say they're going to mute you. Mm-hmm then you have to do an appeal. And then they might not overturn your appeal. And then you gotta wait so you can't say certain things or you can only look at your pages and you can't post and things like that. And then you don't have all these rights. People think that because we signed up for these accounts and we use our email address and give my birthday and then you can verify yourself too. So you'll send in your, you know, your license and all that to verify that you are who you say you are. You don't own that account. So if they decide they want to take your account down, they can take it down. Yeah. And they don't have to put it back up. Yeah. So if you have a little business platform or your Google business profile, you own that. You put that content out there, you own it, you have rights to it. They can't take that down. Mm. Yeah, okay. I think I got one for my clothing line. I don't I'm gonna have to create one for the podcast. Because uh, that does I, I noticed when, when I was running my clothing line you get updates and all these different things they they had like so it's kind of like when you have a videographer if you don't have a contract with your videographer that's not your that's not your content it's the videographers because they took it so that's that's something good that you just said about social media because that sucks when your page get hacked I would I'd be my page got hacked I think maybe before COVID um, or maybe around or after COVID somewhere in there since COVID. And I'm talking about my page is booming. I'm getting, I'm getting it. Like people that are famous, that are following me, all this stuff. Boom, page get hacked. Can't get the page back. Got to start over. So, and it got hacked. Um, and it was sending out messages. So people thought I was trying to get money from them. So it made me look like a bad person. So all the 5,000 followers that I had, I got a thousand something now. And it's like, you had to start over. And sometimes starting over is good. If you know how to make the adjustment and you know move the needle, but if you don't, then you just like maybe I should just give up. But I didn't know that about social media. Like they can just take your uh, take your page down and like you can't it just be like no, you can't. Yeah. That's messed up. Yeah. Um. So with marketing, what is some? What are the top three colors? Depends on what you're doing. <laughs> so, okay, so um, or I tell you, like, it depends on what type of vibe that you want to give off. Mm-hmm. So, I'll use the one for like if you want to do stability, uh, represent security, uh, financial gain or financial wealth, things like that. The color for that is blue. The color for black um, signifies. Um, Solidarity. It signifies a strong presence. 
things like that. So again, it really just depends on what, what about red? Red, so red is vibrant, it's bold. Mm -hmm. So then both that that attention grabbing thing. So that's that bright color point, um, the bold and all of that. So it it is based off of whatever vibe you want to give off. So it's not really like the top three colors. It's what are you feeling? Like what do you want people to feel like when they're looking at what you're doing? Okay. Yeah, because I like red and that's always like that's my logo color and everything. So that I looked up like different colors, like you were saying, because you have to like when you create a website or something, you got to know what colors or how colors match together because it's not like fashion. Fashion, you can kind of throw any kind of colors, but with like a website or something you're doing um, on the Internet, it's like you got to have the right font. You got to have the right colors to match because you can have a bright page and it's like, oh, this too bright. You might you might have a bright page with an older audience that's too bright for them. These oh, days. They gonna be like, no, nah, I ain't even gonna look at it. And then you wonder why it's because, like you said, you gotta figure out what works for you, but figure out what works for the people that you're trying to touch. So it seems like the most important thing is to know your audience. You have to know your audience, and if you don't know your audience, you need to get with somebody that can. Mm -hmm. And usually that's where the marketers come in because we have the time to actually do research mm -hmm. to find out. You say, okay, for my podcast, I'm only doing um, up and coming entrepreneurs between the ages of, we'll just call these ages out here, like 18 to 35 or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's a range. So then we have to break that down 18 to 35. Like, what at 18, it might be somebody that's fresh out of high school that doesn't want to go to college, or it might be somebody that's in college. And they're wanting to do something on time, make more money. They, you know, they come from a family of entrepreneurs, so they know a little bit about it, but they want to do that. Or you get someone that's hired, and they're like, okay, well, I've been working for a little bit. Now I want to do this. So you got to speak their language. We got to know where they're at, where they're hanging out at. Is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? And so I say, like, the platforms really just depend on who you're marketing to. Yeah. And then how long? Like, Snapchat has um, ads and things on there now. You know, Pinterest grows businesses pretty well, like a lot now. Yeah. So it's like Pinterest is one of the big ones. Yeah. I had that with my clothing line. Like, um, I just was researching stuff, and then a Pinterest guy hit me up, had a meeting and everything, and got the um, the thing on there, which it helped, like, doing that. It's just different stuff. Um, dang, I had a question, but then you said something about Pinterest that made me think of it. Um, but, oh, I can't think of what it was what you just said but anyways um what does a day in the life of you look like that's a loaded question <laughs> but i just go in with me first waking up in the morning after i've showered and all of that i have a whole routine that i do so i listen to a i put positive down into me so i either listen to a sermon from Sarah Jace Roberts, or I listen to a motivational speech from Les Brown or something like that to get my mind in the right place. And then I go into my, my music. Mm -hmm. so my music is a, it's a wide variety, mm -hmm. but I have my four songs that I listen to every day to get me prepared for whatever. The first song is Jersey Nightmares by Mink Mill. Mm -hmm. The second song is uh, In the Midst of It All by Yolanda Adams. And then the Third song will be a song by Mary J. Blige or Tony Braxton because I have to channel in my, my inner mother. So my mother passed away back in March of 21, but she always listens to either Tony Braxton or um, 
she would have been too. Mary J. Blige, though. Sorry to hear that. And I would have been thank you. And so I always listen to something like that. That gets me ready, gets me geared up for today. Okay. And then from there, I'll start and I'll look at my posts that I've scheduled, look and see how they're engaging for myself, for my clients, look and see what's going on, see who's doing what, and what's going on with my tweets, if I need to do some engagement, things like that. And then from there, after that, kind of move on about the day. Get the kids ready for school, go out to do whatever, head to the office. And then from there, depending on what day it is, mm-hmm. Depends on what I'm doing. So, like, my Mondays and Tuesdays, I do nothing but consultations. And that's where I'm talking to people for either new business or I'm talking to current clients that I have. We're adding things or we're tweaking things and doing stuff like that. Then the next part of the week, um, Wednesday and Thursday, those are my design days, whether I'm doing creating marketing content or editing videos or designing a website, things like that, getting out my hashtags, scheduling out what the new content is going to be. And then on my Friday, that's kind of like the free day where I'll tie in any new skills that I have. Hmm. I love it. I love it. And I like that you have those songs. I, I feel like I got some songs that I listen to, um, but it, it just depends on the mood. Because some days I wake up, I might just want to listen to a podcast. Some days I might it might be trap music. It might be gospel. It might be a certain song that I want to uh, listen to. I haven't made a new, like, I always had, like, a daily, uh, daily song. It's kind of that whatever season I was in, it will talk about those because Music gets me hype in the morning. If I can't listen to music, I don't know, cause you gotta get, I gotta get ready for kids. Mm-hmm. It's a different, it's a different ball game. Get ready for them, cause yeah, it's Tuesday. We're still dreading Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday's almost here. Uh, our parents, <laughs> parents is ready. Y'all ready for I the kids to go back? And yeah. the kids they'll be on ten, cause they were on vacation, so now they gotta get their minds trained back to being on schedule and class and listening and doing yeah. Thank you for that reminder. Then next week we're off Monday, so it, people be thinking short weeks are like woohoo. Those are the worst weeks. Those are the worst weeks because it throws off kids' schedule and they act a fool, and I don't like it. Um, I don't know. I'm just I just got sad thinking about it. <laughs> You laughing, but I'm serious. No, you serious. I got second grade, and I know them kids. Like it's, it seemed like it's been a while since we've been in school. It's Mm -hmm. like seemed like three, four weeks, but it's only been like a good two. Like a lot's happened. Christmas happened. New Year's happened. I was sick. Yeah, lots. Um. Anyways, let's get back to. (laughs) Let me let me shout out uh, uh, my boy Demond Hicks. His book, The Mindset Shift. It's a powerful collection of 100 affirmations, and the one that I like the most is Win in Real Life. I'm going to shout him out because he had a Future of NAP event yesterday. He uh, let me be one of the interviewers to the panelists, and it was a dope event because he's young, he's under 30, and he's just giving opportunities to people and thinking of ways to bring light to the people that are doing positive stuff. So shout out to him. Um so being a mom and an entrepreneur, when do you get time for yourself to let your hair down? Or how do you put that in that schedule? Oh, I schedule my time. Okay. Uh, 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 earlier into it, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, I just got to work, I have to work, I have to work, I have to work, I have to work. 
And what ended up happening was we were on vacation every year. So for cheer, my daughter, she's on the cheer team. It's called House of Legends, so shout out to House of Legends. Um, but every year, um, her team makes it to this major event at the end of the year. It's called Summit. So, like, that mm -hmm. is the overall goal of the cheer competition um, season is for you to be able to compete at Summit. So, it just aired on ESPN. Oh, it's at the Worldwide Center of Sports at Disney World. And so, that's where all the number one teams across the country compete against each other to say that they're the number one team. Mm -hmm. So this year when we made it to Summit, I was working poolside, mm -hmm. <laughs> and my daughter came over and she was like, so are you going to get in the pool? Like, are you going to spend time with us? Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I'm here. And she's like, no, you're on your laptop. Mm -hmm. And so from that moment, I was like, okay. You know, I can't work, 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 and not take time off. And then I also learned that I burned myself out. So it, was, it wasn't like, you know, I was just like, all right, well, I got to work. I got to do this. I got to do that. I'm this. I'm this. I'm that. I'm, I'm the marketing person. I'm HR. I'm the accountant. I'm this. I'm that. So if I don't do this, then we're not going to have money. You know, that mm -hmm. type of thing. So I had to scale back with that. Mm -hmm. And it was like, once I scaled back with it, I learned I didn't get as overwhelmed with it. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like, okay, I'll schedule my time out. I'll schedule my days. So my days usually end before um, cheer practice happens mm -hmm. or, you know, before my kids get out of school. And then, like, the days that they don't have practice, those are the days where I work a little bit longer. But I put those things in place so I have my heart stopped so that I can be present with my kids mm -hmm. and then I also schedule my own vacations for myself where I'm not just off and doing mom stuff, I'm doing Shanika stuff because if I don't relax and I don't get that moment in, I'm cranky. Yeah. And we don't necessarily know that we're cranky, but that crankiness can come in different forms where mm -hmm. we're easily agitated or we can't focus or we can't, you know, get I will you'll have a creative block or you yep. know, those things. That's the way it shows up. So it's not like You'll be like, oh, well, I'm cranky because I've been working too much. No, it's I'm extra irritated today. Or, you know, things that normally bother you or normally wouldn't bother you, they start to bother you. Or you're trying to get an idea out because, you know, you got this deadline and all this stuff, and you can't get it up. Yep. Yep. That's, that's where I was, I think, in the last month um, of 2023. Like, I was just overwhelmed. I'm just this, this, and that, coaching. And my son got stuff, so I'm like, Saturdays, I'm not scheduling nothing. I'm not doing nothing on Saturdays because on the weekends that my son's here, those are days that uh, we can go do something, go spend some time, go to a game, do something of that sort. But, yeah, we got basketball, too, but basketball is early in the day, and so we got the rest of the day to hang out. And I made sure on Sundays they're always in the evening because he has games. We never, we never know what exact time or – they all over the world. They just everywhere. He plays for Ben Davis uh, travel team fourth grade. But they they don't play in Indianapolis. They 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 don't. Oh, so you, you travel? Yeah, Center yeah. Center Grove. All these different 30, 40 minutes out the way. Westfield. All this stuff. And it's like, okay. And when I go, I don't take my I take my phone to record him. I'm not on my phone. I put it down. I make sure I'm engaged because your kids notice that. Oh, yeah. They'll yeah. notice. Because if I was to be quiet, my son would be like, what's wrong with you? 
you ain't yelled at me, you ain't said nothing. Like, so it's like you gotta make sure you're there because I remember not too many games my people came to. So it wasn't like I could look in the stands or I'm hearing somebody yell and cheer. So I'm always trying to, you know, you gotta make sure you're there. The part that I gotta work on is me. Like that little bit. I need a vacation. I'm gonna working on that. But I was sick over the um, break, but it was really my body like, you need to sit down. Oh, yeah, your body will tell you, too. Yeah, it was like, sit sit down. And so I've been, like, resting more. Like, while I've been on vacation, I'm like, I understand I I got work and all that, but it's like, if you don't rest, if you don't get your body right, if you don't take that time for you, like you said, you'd be cranky. I might go to school and just be snapping on kids for no reason, and they're like, what's wrong with you? Ain't that? And then you don't even know why, so that's very important. And I definitely take mental health days. If my job here is, I'm sorry, I do. I take them. I, I, I got to because if you don't, it don't have nothing to do with the job. It's like I got this job. I got all this other stuff. I just need a day to just sleep. Everybody needs mental health days. Yeah. Like, and they're now they're a lot of jobs are incorporated into school system. Please do. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray it on this existence, but they're they're incorporating that in because they're understanding people aren't performing well because. They're stressed out. Yeah. You know, back in the days, like when we first started working, you know, when we started working, yeah. it was work, 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 work. And then sometimes we were scared to take off of work. Yeah. Be like, well, if I, if I take off work, then we're not going to have enough coverage for this day. Yeah. Or when I come back to work, my, my workload is going to be this high and stuff like that. Well, now people are saying, I can't. Like, and it's becoming a problem because now people are like mentally stressed out from work. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, if I come to work and I'm stressed out because of work, the job ain't gonna be done anyway. Nope. So a lot of companies are now putting in mental health agencies like that because they understand we need them. Yeah, because it's it's important. I think from kids all the way to adults, I don't care what your title is, none of that. You need a break, like because when we were younger, no one talked about mental health. No one was like oh, you need to take a day off or let you go and talk tell your parents you need a mental health. My son will come and tell me he need a mental health day or he'll call me like, hey, my mom said I could take off school. She just told me to ask you. And it's like, all right, you might need that. Do you really need it? What you going to do? And sometimes his answers don't align to what he should be doing when he's off. So it's like, now you got to go to school. But kids need those days. I think everybody is an important because, like you said, you go into a job, the prices of everything that we have to pay for went up. Your pay ain't went up, but your workload went up. And it's like, uh, yeah, I'm doing all this work, and I ain't making the money to pay for my bills. And I got to go get a second, third job. Now you don't never have time for yourself or even your kids. So those, that is very important. Um, what or who, when you first started, entrepreneurship did you have any coaches or mentors that uh kind of help you navigate your way on your journey so the coaches and mentors that i had yes um and believe it or not they were family members so my father mm-hmm. and my father he has his own business he has a property management business and he does your own contracting he's been doing that for well over 20 years and then it was my big sister she um, has a um, aba therapy called the Indiana Institute of Behavior Analysis. So um, she was one of my mentors as well. So she had been in business for a while. She built her business. Um, it's a very successful one. So now she does the teaching for Beyond Beat, um, 
autism behavior analysis clinic um, for the state and things like that. And so she already was into business or stuff. I was like, all right, well, this is what I'm going to do. And she's like, okay, mom, help me. Same thing with my dad. They both helped me. Right. Both were, and I was very lucky and I'm very fortunate to have those people that are like, not only in my corner, but they're family members to protect me yeah. and give yeah. me that particular guidance as well. So. I love that because, excuse me, a lot of people don't have family members that can be a mentor. Because I'm, it, was it difficult at first? Like, because they were your family members, were they like, I'm your dad, this is what you should do? Or was he coming from a place of business instead of being a dad? Because I know as being a coach for my son, I got to separate being his dad and his coach because I'm I'm rooting for him as his dad and I want him to do so great. But then as a coach, it's like there's other people on the team. I just can't focus on him doing this one thing. So it was easy. So it wasn't like one of those, I'll just say, the way my family is, everybody's really supportive. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that. Like, that's how it was when I was growing up with my dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was like more so once you become an adult, and then I said, well, hey, this is the idea that I have. Like, I'm going to push forward with this. And then he's like, okay, well, don't try this. Make sure you do it this way. Mm. And, you know, my, my dad, he's always been the type where he, he teaches you how to fish versus giving you food. Yeah. So even with growing up, it was like, okay, I remember one time I was like, okay, well, I want a new car, so I'm going to make $5,000. And my dad was like, no, you're not getting $5,000. I'm going to get this book to teach you how to manage your money. Read this. And so it's like from just them putting that stuff down in me, so it's like, all right, well, you can redo this. I need you to learn, like, real structure. Like, you were in corporate America, you know the structure from that side is different when you own this business. Mm -hmm. So these are the things that you need to do. These are the things you need to like now he didn't say all right you have to do this and do this or else he's like this is what you need to do and he let me go on with it and then if I bump my head I'm like okay well I did this and he's like well, you didn't do this but why you didn't do that <laughs> you know mm -hmm. so it wasn't like I'm gonna strike you with an iron rod type of thing and then the same thing with my big sister she's like okay well you want to set up this or you want to do your pricing like this or you want to do this this way if you want to that type of thing. So, you know, again, it was very supportive. It was still that, you know, put this in place, do this, but it wasn't a do this or else, or I'm your dad this way, I'm your mentor this way. It was just more of a, a gentle, tender glove. And then when I bumped my head, I'm like, okay, mom, I heard you. So, which step did you not do? Mm -hmm. That type of thing. And I, I love that because being a dad and having a, a daughter. Um, I've always been that way too. Like I've always tried to show her how to do stuff rather than, oh, here you go. Because I always tell my kids, we're not always going to be here. So if you don't know how to manage your life at wherever you at now and something happens to us, then what you going to do? Because you've always depended on your parents. So I, I love that uh, him telling you the stuff. Uh, yeah, you you know you know what you did. You, I told you to go over there, and you went over there, and that's and you were talking about a car because my um, daughter she just bought one. Thirsty to get a car. <laughs> Thirsty to get a car, and she was like, "Mom," she told her mom, "I, I don't really you know I, I don't know, mom. I, I think I'm gonna do this on my own." And, it, and it's apparent. It's like, all right, go ahead, do it. Bump your head. Go get you a, a car that you really could wait on, where you can save up more, get a better car, but you're thirsty to get the car now. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you just got to let them bump their head. Mm -hmm. It's not, 
in the back of your head, you kind of like, you hoping that nothing goes wrong, but then you like, something might go wrong with this, just because you've experienced it. So I love that um, father, daughter, and big sister relationship with you because, like I said, a lot of people don't have people that they can look at that are successful, or they can call and they can touch, and that sometimes hinders them from getting to success maybe quicker than they should because they don't have that person or they can go ask somebody. So that's awesome that you do that. Um, besides marketing, you do um, what else? Consultation firm? Yeah, a consultation firm? Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> what kind of do you do? All business, beginner, or just all business? So it is right now it's the beginner and then like the more established. So it, it really just depends on like what they need to be put in place. So mm -hmm. some people will come and they have their business idea or the business is set up and running and they need processes put in place to make it run smoother or then you have people that they have a business idea so they need help with the formation needed with the EIN and business plans and all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so it really just depends on where they're at. So it's beginner to season. Okay. Um, getting a team, how was that for you? It was tough, I'll say that, because I was growing my business, so it's like I felt like nobody's going to do my business. Like, I'm going to do my business because mm -hmm. it's mine. Mm -hmm. But I'm not the expert in everything. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn that because it's like, okay, if I keep this, my strong suit is marketing. My strong suit is building websites. Like my strong suit is putting plans in place. Those are my strong suits. My strong suit ain't accounting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, my strong suit is not uh, pricing. You know, those type of things. So you have to know that one. It was for me. It was like, okay, I'm not the expert in everything, so I can't have everything. So at the end of the day, like if you're doing everything, you do everything all the time. You're only an expert in maybe a few areas. Your business is gone, you know, and then as you grow, your business, the goal is for your business to grow. So once it grows and it grows beyond you, you need like five versions of you. Mm -hmm. And you don't have five versions of you. So mm -hmm. guess what's going to happen? It's going to fall by the wayside. So then I had to lean back and I had to trust my ability and I had to trust God that God was going to put the right people around me to help grow. Mm -hmm. So I had business partners, I got a business best friend slash uh, mentor or whatever, certain things on my strong suit is hers. So I'll say, hey, I got this thing, like, let's sit down, let's talk about it. And she'll be like, all right, cool. And then I'll tell her what I got going on. And then it's like, well, she fits me in like five minutes left. Yeah. So, um, and I'm going to give her a shout out. Katrina Simmons with Gifted Minds. Oh, I had I had her on here. Um, the video part didn't get to get out, but the uh, audio part did. So I've had her on the other podcast. I love that. I love that I be having people that know somebody else or work with them, and that makes me feel good because I knows I'm connecting the dots with the right people by having them on the show. So I love that about the team. I I've been in situations where I've had different um, projects that I've had teams and they were friends and they didn't last. And it's like ah, and that's that's what I that's my goal this year is to get a production team so I can make the money like. I know, I know how to do everything, but I'm. This is what I'm good at: mm -hmm. sitting down and talking to people. I don't want to do nothing else. I hate editing. I hate 
doing the graphic design. I I don't say I hate it. I love it when it comes when it's done, but I just hate the process. If I could just do this, and then they'd be like, "Oh, we got your stuff done, and you, here we got it posted for you," I would be okay because I could do other stuff. Right. Yeah. So time. yeah, because yeah, because listen, editing. Hmm. That's one of my uh, that's one of my teacher my elevator pitches. I help busy business owners save time and money. So and that's the thing that you do so that you can focus on the more important business or yes. the things that you do. Like that's also a piece of what I do too. Like I'm great at putting the strategies out there and all of that. My strong suit is not always photography, it's not always recording videos. I have a photographer and a videographer. I have a team of them, but I have two that I lean on, and I can tell them what the overall goal is of the shoot or what we need to carry out for the video. I give them the strategy, and they put it together like magic. I don't have to go back behind them. I don't have to do anything like they. It's amazing work that they do. I love it. I've had different people do that, and it just ain't worked out yet. So it's like you got to keep going. Um, you can't go with the first. Always can't always go with the first person. They ain't gonna always work out. They could, but they might not. So it's like I just been trial and error, and I've been doing it myself. But that was one of my prayers for this year. Is like, hey God, first year it was just you know get the ball rolling. The second year was getting the people here in Indianapolis to get on the show. Now it's the production team that I need, and so I can start making the money off this because. You know, you you can do something for free, but when you know you got something good, it's like I need to make some money off this. I ain't gonna keep just doing it for free, and you gotta figure it out to make the adjustment. So I love that you're able to have a team because some people had an attitude. I'm gonna just do it by myself, and I, I know how to do seven out of the ten things. So I just figure out how to do the other three, and them other three could be the most important. And you wonder why you're not six figures and you only five figures or four figures because those three things. That you thought that you're mediocre at, you could get somebody that's an expert and change. So that's very important to have a team. Um, trying to think, what's one thing about your life or your career that people don't know about? One thing about my life. I already talked about my kids, my sport. I just go with the career. So a lot of times people, when I say I do marketing, mm -hmm. they automatically think that marketers are like the, the salespeople. We automatically know how to put things out and all of that. We do not do that. <laughs> we do not know that. So without us sitting down with you and finding out what your goals are for your business, who you're trying to reach, and what type of message you're wanting to get out. If we don't have that, we cannot create a marketing plan for you that's going to work. And then a lot of times people also think that marketing is responsible for sales. We're not. It's to get the attention. It's that tap on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you get sales based off of what you do next. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have that confused sometimes. So it's like,
I definitely get that. I, that makes sense about the marketing because it could be where I would hope this wouldn't happen, but you could have your whatever you got. It ain't that great, but you got a great marketing team and like people will click on your face like, well, what you got over here? You ain't even got nothing that that you said in in the app. And that's where you know you fail. It's just like um, on social media, like if somebody goes to their, your page and it's a business or a professional page, they should know what you do. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't go and you got pictures of your cats and all your vacations and you saying you do this business, but when we go to your page, it's like, what in the world is this? And I had to learn, I had to keep mine like clean. All you gonna see is motivational podcast or me like coaching and being a dad, like. That's just who I am. I'm not going, that's that's all you're going to see. I don't put the, I be wanting to put funny videos up because I'm a funny person. I might want to rap and I don't really do, I and mean, I could do it on Twitter because Twitter, I'm still learning Twitter. I don't get Twitter. It's, yeah, it's, it's changed a lot. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's like, changed a lot. you, I don't know, Twitter is, is hard. Like I Like, Facebook is my number one, that's my thing. That's where I get my numbers at. Instagram. Yeah, and TikTok is like hit or miss mm-hmm. with me, and I'm not consistent on YouTube. I don't, I don't know why I put everything on those three, and even LinkedIn sometimes. And I always forget YouTube, and it's like my YouTube isn't consistent because I, I put out at least a video or two a day of the podcast. It's like put it on YouTube too, but it's hard when you just do everything on your own. But I will say this for your podcast, if it's long, YouTube is the best place for it. No, it goes, the, yeah, the episodes go on YouTube, it, yeah. but like the clips, like when I'm putting like, uh, when I chop up clips or reels and stuff, I forget to put those on there. The shorts? Yeah, the shorts on there. I, I usually do them for myself, but I forget with the podcast, because like you said, I'm one of them people that look at the numbers and like, mm-hmm. oh, this ain't really... It ain't really hitting over here, but it's really it really is because people come up and they know about my stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I do watch my stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And but because sometimes you don't get the likes, you'll never. I've I've talked to some people over the weekend. I don't think I've ever seen them like nothing on mine, but they know my stuff. Yeah. And it's so, like, oh, okay, cool. Unless you're not a marketer that's working, and they're yeah. they're seeing you out there, and like I said, it takes a minute for that stuff to like really take off and mm-hmm. get the booming. Now, there's some people they go viral, and then it's like boom, it's viral, and then you can have one post that go viral, but guess what? Yeah. You gotta keep up. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> so, keep like, up. You gotta keep up. You gotta keep them on the page. Like that stuff of going viral, the the key to going viral, everybody wants it, but it only happens once in a blue moon. Like you have to stay steady, you have to stay consistent. If you're the only person that's doing your stuff, and you're not like fully dedicated to, all right, let me do this, let me write out this, let me strategize this, let me do this, let me do that. You can't have a regular job and do that. No. You can't. There's no, it's no way possible for you to do that. I'd be be at work and have to work on my work at work. Yeah. And it's like, because if I don't, because when you get, when you get off work, if you work a nine to five, and my job isn't hard labor, but it's mentally draining, mm-hmm. I have to take a nap when I get home. Because if I don't, I'll, my brain will be like, you ain't doing nothing. You not don't think you're going to read, don't think you're going to do nothing. And it's like, I just need 45 minutes. I take a nice little power nap. It's 45 minutes of power nap. Somebody told me that's longer than a power nap. They say power naps are like 15 minutes. Ooh, what? It takes 15 minutes just to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. 
Because you got to shut your brain off. Yeah. <laughs> and people don't get that as like, I'm not a full-time entrepreneur, but just the ideas and stuff. Like, I could be, I'm tired. I On the ride home, I live outside, so that's at least a 20 minutes. I could be in there just because I Uber. I'm mm -hmm. Get home and go to lay in the bed. Oh, yeah, because now you got the time and you like relax, but then that's when everything goes in that overdrive. Yeah, I'm like, what in the world? And then sometimes, and I've noticed, like, get up and go write that down. Or at least grab your phone and put it in there. Because you be like, oh, I do it in the morning. You ain't going to remember what you thought about at that time. And it could be a great idea. And you be like, dang, what was that? I can't even remember. And there's been times where I get up, like, because I realize, like, I don't sleep like that anyway, so mm -hmm. I might as well get up and be productive because if I don't, I could miss an opportunity because like you said with the viral thing, I, uh, it's one dude, his name is Derek, uh, he's a funny white guy, and he always goes to his friend's house, oh, well, his viral video was him and his son getting in a timeout by his mom, mm -hmm. and he's like, my mom grown, then his son, he said a cuss word, she threw him in there, and then he was like, he, they're in the room and he's like, yeah, this is uh, this is my time out and put his son in the closet like this where you're going to take yours. It was funny, but his videos are consistently funny because they're of him, his best friend, his mom or his son. And it's hilarious. And I see what you're saying with someone going viral, go viral. And then we go to your page. It's like, oh, that's it. That's all you had. You just had that one hit wonder. And then that's, there's nothing left. But if you're consistent, even if you don't have the banger video after the viral, as long as you be consistent, people are going to come back. Like, I've had videos months later, like you said earlier, that, wait, I remember putting in, and yeah. I learned that you could just repost. Just repost yeah. those videos, because it might be where nobody knew your content existed, exactly. and now they do, because I do that a lot now. Like, I repost stuff, because it's old. I'm like, especially on Facebook memories, oh, my quotes was fire, but nobody was reading them, and I repost them, and and I get the likes and I get the engagement. So it's really just, it's a science. And it's, and it's you got to really put in the work. Definitely. And then also with that, um, the post, your stuff only goes out to 20% of your audience. Believe it or not. It only gets pushed out to 20%. So a lot of times you got new followers that have come. Mm -hmm. They didn't see your old stuff. Yeah. So you can't repurpose it. Yeah. You, you know, you might have had a reel or something. You can turn it into a quote or whatever, or you can chop it up into a smaller one and things like that. But they didn't see it, so repurpose it all the time. You don't have to rework the wheel. You probably got a lot of content that's stuck in your phone or somewhere that you can use still. Yeah, it's right there in your laptop. Mm -hmm. Like I really, I was um, my last interview. Um, I was just really thinking, like I have a, I have over what episode. I think 109, so that's 109 episodes. There's so much content that I would have that I could go back and do, but I don't want to because I don't have the time. Right. So that's where you know a team comes in, and uh, that's the goal for the year. So um, I need three tips for, I guess, an early entrepreneur of how they can market themselves outside of social media? That is the most important thing that people need to do. <laughs> so uh, to market yourself outside of social media, one, you want to put yourself in the rooms with your people, who your target audience is. So that's being where they're at. 
whether it's a if it's a um, what would I say? You want to be in the right room. So let's say you're marketing a product to the older community. You're not necessarily going to go to the club to find these people. You might find these people at MCF. Mm-hmm. Or you might find them at the doctor's office because they're more concerned about their health and getting their checkups and things like that. So you have to put yourself in the room with the people that you are, your business is geared towards. So, and that means it might be networking events, it might be, you know, just being at the grocery store at the right place at the right time. So making sure that you're in those, in the right room. To make sure that you have a decent reputation because word of mouth travels, whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. And once it gets bad, it's kind of hard to come back from that. So there's that piece of it. And then I always say you want to build your email list mm-hmm. because the social media platforms, they haven't done this here recently within the last year or so, but every once in a while, you probably remember when Instagram went down, people thought something was wrong with their phones, mm-hmm. or Facebook went down and something mm-hmm. went wrong with your phone. You have to be able to build an email list. And then, so it's like if you're gonna, when you start marketing yourself on social media, push them to your email list. Because if something happens to your social media platforms or whatever, how are you gonna reach some people? Mm-hmm. So definitely build your email list. And if possible, get your website. You know, push people to your website. So that way, if you have your website, your email list, you will always be able to reach them. Yeah. Email marketing is very important. And I'm learning that uh, as I go. Um, so I did a speaking event, and I wanted, I was looking to get guests. Um, it was other people doing the speaking event, like different days and all that. So I took everyone's email because I knew they did something positive. They were either entrepreneur or doing something to inspire kids because that's what we were going there for. Emailed every single one of them, and that's how I started getting more and more guests. And now I created an email list for um, my audience, and I send it out like, "Hey, new episode and stuff of that sort." And it's and it's been working. And people go, "Oh, I got that email. I checked out your episode." Yeah. And I'm just thinking like, okay, I need to figure out on social media. I'm be like, I think I might make a post like on my podcast page. Send me your email, or put your email if you want to get uh, exclusive stuff. Just to, it might not be exclusive yet, but just to get that email. And, and that's how you do it. Or even with anything like being a speaker and going speaking places, you got your email game got to be right. Oh. If you don't have the right subject, if you don't have the right words. They're going to be like, yep, move that email out the way. And I learned that early when I became, uh, started speaking. Like, if you don't know, how, like, if you ain't uh, get on the phone, cold call somebody in your email game, you might as well get to a team or something or stop doing it because it's not going to work for you. Your, yeah, that email part is very important because, like you said, social media could go down. How are you going to reach people? Mm-hmm. You don't got these people's phone number. Right. You don't got all your followers' phone numbers, so some way you got to be able to reach them. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, everybody likes signing up because I always use this example. Everybody signs up for the email list because somebody's like, oh, we'll give you a free gift on your birthday. Yeah. And then when your birthday comes, you got a free dessert from Cheesecake Factory. You get a free entree or you get a free appetizer somewhere or you get 10% off of something or whatever. So and you can even build your email list like that. So you want to give them a free gift or give them a shout out, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I ain't got money like that. You ain't gonna do that. You yeah. give him a special shout out on the podcast. Like, oh, today is such and such birthday. Happy birthday to whoever. It's like how you did the. Okay. There you go. Okay. Okay. There I see go. what you did there. I see what you did there. So, you know, because everybody wants to feel special on their birthday. So what I do in my email subscription list, and I'll add you to it now, um, is that I do a client spotlight too. So depending on who we have or what was going on for that week, I just did one um, back in December, and I did a client spotlight on my newest client. Her name is Brittany Weather. She has a CPR business called Work of Life. And she did some amazing things. Like she went before the um, the Indiana Department of Administration, their uh, supplier diversity meeting, and she pitched her business in front of the governor's commission and the other supplier diversity. Like it was major. It was huge. Yeah. For her. Shout out to her. Yeah, definitely. And she she like killed it. But you know, we we did a lot of sessions with her to get her, you know, so that she wanted to make sure that she delivered her kids the right way. And she did. She knocked it out the water. So I did a spotlight on her because number one, she thought it coming, but she was so dedicated to growing her business. And she was like, "No, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna do this." And she did it. So yeah, I'm shouting out my people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I love, I love that because people do love that, like being able, um, like at the Mons event, he gave out some awards, and some people didn't even know they were getting an award. He uh, shout out to Lamont Austin. He's like a person that if it's an event, he there. And he's taking pictures, and he won an award yesterday because he's a supporter of everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, he's tagging people, he's sharing the information, whatever it is, he supports. And he was shocked that he got an award, but he was happy because I was talking to him afterwards. He's like, man, that was really cool. Because people don't, people just do stuff because that's who they are, mm-hmm. and they don't take it as, oh, I need an award or I need that. But that's a great feeling when someone says, Hey, I'm proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing, or thank you for doing this, or whatever the case. So that's a dope idea right there. Um, tell people, no, I need a quote, underdog quote. This always stumps people because they don't be thinking about a quote. But I ask all my guests a quote. So the quote that I am going to give people. Okay, that's fine. I cause I just ain't cussed today, but I mean cussed a little bit. Yeah. So mine is fuck what they think. Simple. It's, it's fuck what they think. A lot of people are going to if you tell somebody what your idea is or you tell them something, you're always gonna have a nice hair, somebody's gonna tell you you can't do it. You gotta turn up the noise. Mm-hmm. You can't let the people that gave up on their dreams or they didn't see things the way that you saw it or they don't see what you see because they just feel like you're not going to make it. You can't go off of what other people think. They will stop you. Or they'll put that bug in your ear that starts to create that doubt. And then once that seed of doubt is in your head because you listen to it, then you think, oh, I'm not good enough or I'll never be able to do this. So no, fuck what they think. Go for what you know. You said you was going to do it. Do it. Yep. That I, I love that because like you said, you can't listen to family, friends, people that see you doing something and because a lot of times people know the old you. They don't know the new you, the change you. So they oh I don't think that's gonna work. Why? Because you can't do it. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I always like I don't care what people think about me. I did for a long time, but it's like why? It don't matter. They don't make me happy. They negative. Like, and I tell people this: like, everybody didn't like Jesus. So if Jesus was getting all this hate and all this different stuff at him, you know, 
and he handled it well, you got to do the same thing. Everybody not going to like you. There's 8 billion people in the world. There's enough people in the world that's going to support you, that's going to help you, that's going to get you to where you need to. Don't worry about them 20 friends that you got in your neighborhood. Get outside your neighborhood. No, definitely you got to get outside your neighborhood because on top of that, they're not necessarily the people that you are marketing your business to as well. Nope. Or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, you can't do that. Your friends and family ain't your audience. I've seen that in the post, but, yeah, they're not your audience. The people you grew up with are not your audience because you can you can tell – if your friend is your audience, because they'll share, they'll be like, oh, that hit me, or they'll send you a text, I like that video. If you don't get that, they ain't your audience. And don't worry about if they are, if they ain't your audience. And I had to learn that, too. It's like, dang, I see you over there sharing that. You know, okay, that's cool. And they not my audience. Yeah. Well, they really are. Yeah. Like, no. So for me, when I make my videos, I go off of people I hear them say dumb stuff, or they doing dumb stuff, or me. Uh, in a situation where I'm learning, like I do it by off of people. I that's how I create con create my content from the people I'm around or at work or stuff like that I hear because I'll be like, why well, he do? Okay, whatever. And I never put nobody's name out there, but a lot of times my friends listen. Yeah, some of my videos be about y'all. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna like. I really be like somebody and say something to me, and I'm like, ooh, that's good content. Let me write that down. So when I do this video. And it's because you have to understand where you at. If you hanging out with people or if you at that level, those people think they might think like the old you and you got a little more information to help them, give it to them. And since they don't want to listen to me or come over to my house and hang out, I'm gonna give it to them online. Hey. Hey. Somebody gonna get it. <laughs> Somebody hey. gonna share it. <laughs> yeah, like uh loaded look, you're gonna get this work. Um, <laughs> so tell people how they can reach you on the okay, so you can reach me on Facebook at Abund Solutions LLC. I'm Abund Solutions LLC on Instagram. I also have my professional page on Instagram. It's Shanika R. Abram, S-H-A-N-E-E-K-A-R Abram. Then on LinkedIn, I am Shanika Renee. And um, the business page of London Solutions is Abundant Solutions on LinkedIn. Reach her on all those different places. I think I uh, it was LinkedIn where I link. Hey, stop sleeping on LinkedIn if you a business. Like clean up, make sure you look professional on there. But LinkedIn will get you a lot of the business. Trust me. I done got a lot of guests off of LinkedIn. I done got speaking engagements connections off the LinkedIn. Like, yeah, that's that's a place that you want to be. So I appreciate you uh coming out, sharing the knowledge that you have. Um appreciate what you do because you help people and that's always important in life because if once you help people be successful, you'll get the blessings for yourself. So shout out to you for what you do and your team. Um definitely don't have to talk to you off camera about the marketing part. Um so I can that's that's I think when people are in business, you can't be scared to spend money. Cause if you're scared to spend money, you ain't gonna make no money. And I'm one of the cheapest people I probably know. And it's like, no, I gotta go buy this, I gotta make this investment because you invest in stuff for a job that'll fire you tomorrow, but you wanna invest in yourself that can keep you for keep your income for a lifetime. Oh, that was kinda nice. Yeah.
But shout out to you again. And uh, oh, you can follow me, the Underdog Talk Podcast. Uh, all platforms um, of podcasting on YouTube. So, uh, what am I on? TikTok, uh, Facebook, and what's the other one? Instagram. I'll just put in Underdog Talk. And underdog is spelled U N D D A W G. You'll find me, or just Google. Just put Underdog Talk. You'll find me. I love to tell people, just Google me. That is like, and it's not for a bad thing. It's for a good thing. You ain't gonna find no record, no mug shot, none of that. You're gonna find all good stuff. So that's how you can follow me. So before we get out of here, give us some um, closing word. Well, my closing word would be to whatever your dream is, follow your dream. That's it. Keep being great.